ain't no zombie like a West Coast zombie because a West Coast zombie won't stop. LIW, The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead Review. Hello, citizens. I'm Phoenix West. Welcome to Lord and Wonderland Fear the Walking Dead Review, episode 207 for Shiva or Shiva. Don't give a fuck how you say it. Don't give a fuck how I pronounce it. It's that word. It's spelled S-H-I-V-A. I could easily play a clip from the league right now, but I won't. So this is the mid-season finale, which is officially a t- television term now because of The Walking Dead. I mean, I'm sure some other shows started it, but... Um, the, the, the Walking Dead really made it famous. And that is, they divide up their season into two parts for some fucking reason. I, I, I don't understand. That used to just be the gap where the seasons changed. Now it's just an additional gap. Okay, I guess we're doing this. So this one's only doing seven as the mid-season, so it's probably doing 14 episodes total. The Walking Dead does 16, so it has eight at the break. So it's a little weird for me. Uh, a, little weird, a little weird. I don't, I don't know why. Just I just feel awkward. The this one starts off where the last one ended with Victor shooting Thomas, um, but this time Daniel's asleep and he wakes up and he, when he hears a gunshot and then he has uh, Ophelia's with him and then he has this weird dream where her face starts to rot off. It's so obviously a dream when it starts that you're not surprised at all. Um, then he wakes up again for real. Um, they cut to Celia being mad at Victor for shooting Thomas and she says he has one day to leave. I. I'm really bored with Celia. She's just a boring person to me. I don't... I just I just tune out pretty much whenever she's on screen. Unless she's talking to Nick. But that's because Nick's in, in the shot that I that I care so much. The... Alicia tells Travis what happened in the last episode, which was he was standing over them with a knife. And they woke up and they kicked him out of the room. And he's like, what? Oh, no, no, it's not what you think. It's clearly what they think. It is exactly and only what they think. But she tells Travis about it, and Travis is like, no, stop. He would never hurt you. And I'm like, dude, you, at some point you're going to have to come to come to, come to to grip the fact that your son may be losing his shit. And so far you have just been a staunch denier of this fact, despite what everyone around you is telling you. The people who can be hurt by him are the ones that are telling you, hey, he might kill us. He's... Looks like he's tried already. He was standing above us with a knife while we were sleeping. That's about as close as you can get before, unless he was like reaching out to them with a knife, like it's above their throat when they wake up, in which case he would probably just finish slashing their throat because why not? You're already there. Other than that, that that's as close as you can get to, to murder in your sleep. And that's that's terrifying. You can't have that around you. It's like those two kids in, a, or in The Walking Dead show, it was that little girl, wasn't it? It, but in the in the comic, it was these two kids that that um, Carl had to kill. And it was this tough, tough choice that someone had to fucking make. And then when it was willing to make it, so Carl had to make it. So this show needs a Carl. Travis needs to, to unleash his inner Carl and kill these kids in the back of a van. Okay, so Travis goes to find Chris, okay? Because Chris ran off after the alleged standing over them, not stabbing them incident. Okay, so he ran off, obviously. he Travis finds a knife inside a zombie skull, and he looks down, and he sees the knife thing in his own pocket, or, like, attached to his hip, and he kind of realizes the guy stabbed himself in his head. 
probably got bitten. Didn't I don't know. Maybe someone else stabbed him with his own knife. I don't know. I don't know the scenario here. Um, why was he a zombie? Maybe he wasn't a zombie. That would make sense that he's a zombie and then stabbed himself. That's that's uh that's not how zombies work. Obviously, I saw something wrong there. The like I said, Travis is tracking down Chris. That's a, that's a cool little subplot or side a B story, C story, whatever you want to talk about in this episode. The I like this. I liked I liked uh, that they're separate. I liked that they have a an actual inner like really big conflict with the with the cast. I liked I like this uh, chasm that's being created between Chris and everybody else. It's really interesting. Like I said, I'm hoping Chris becomes a villain, and we'll talk about that when we get there. The that what happens eventually. Uh, Madison wants to leave. She's telling her kids, you know, we got to leave. We got to get the fuck out of here because some shit is going down. It's not, it's no bueno to quote the Mexicans. <sighs> that, was, that was sarcasm. The Chris, though, or excuse me, Nick. I constantly get their names wrong. Nick defends Celia and she's like, she's not that bad of a woman. She's actually pretty sweet. I, 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 I'm really attached to her. And I was like, oh, I know this is going to be bad news. Nick is terrifying in some weird He's not terrifying like Chris is. He's just like, he gets so attached to things because he's an addict. So you don't know where his allegiances might lie. He might just get attached to somebody because like Celia was nice to him. That's really about it. And he related to her. And so fuck my family. I'm going with them. Like the same thing he did with the drugs, with the, with the H, with the heroin, with the dragon, with the uh, uh, H train, with the, uh, uh, if you're a fan of the show, uh, our show, um, Heroin Joe. You know, he, he can come up with better names for heroin than I can. Um, anyway, Travis goes into this guy's house. He eventually tracks him, tracks Nick, ah, Chris, tracks Chris. Jesus fucking Christ, seriously. Travis tracks Chris into this guy's house. He just thinks he might be there because he saw that there's somebody inside. He goes inside. This he finds this Mexican guy, obviously scared. And he's obviously Mexican. He's not obviously scared. Although when you see him, he is both in a physical form. He's a, an obvious Mexican who's scared in an obvious manner. Can I can I draw this out more? Anyway, he he's just like, oh, something's weird here. He doesn't know what it is yet at this point. Nick it was gone, apparently, and he brought back Luis to Celia because they didn't kill him. Uh, he's still alive, Luis, that is. He's a zombie, meaning. But to Celia, still a person, apparently, because she's uh, borderline fucking retarded. I really don't think she has a the mental capacity to handle this world. And she's in just a denying everything. She's like Travis. Anyway, he brought him back. He's covered in the blood again. Nick loves to do that. Loves to just cover himself in this bukkake of blood around him. He convinces Celia to let everybody stay. But she's like, all right, I'll let them stay. But they're, they're on your, you know, I've, whatever happens with them is on you. But Victor can't stay. And he's like, all right, whatever. He's, even though Victor was the one who saved him before. And got him off the H train to Heroin Town. That yellow... He's got the other yellow fever. Anyway, Nick tells Madison that he knew he wouldn't die when he was surrounded by these zombies. This is a weird scene where he's showering and he's kind of explaining... It's really creepy the way he sounds. He's just like, I, I knew when I was surrounded by zombies and I looked face to face with it. I knew I wasn't going to die. Mom, I'm not going to die. And I was like, oh... God, he's getting real creepy. I don't know what Johnny Depp is in right now. He's 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 going off the Johnny Depp trails. Oh God, Where, where's he gonna go? I'm scared. I'm scared for Nick. 
Daniel takes Ophelia with him. She's just standing there, I don't know, just looking at some plants or some shit. And he walks up and grabs her wrist and starts to run. It's like, we got to go. We got to don't, don't lower, lower your eyes and don't look at anybody and don't speak. And then she immediately starts speaking, obviously, because that's what you do in a movie. Or that's what you would do in reality, actually. If someone's like, go, we got to go. Don't, don't, don't ask any questions. You're going to be like, what the fuck? Why? Who the fuck? Why the fuck? Who? Huh? What? You wouldn't be that comical about it, but you'd be like, why? What the fuck? What's going on? I'm so confused. So she's like, why? And he's like, um, your mom's waiting for us by the gate. We got, we got to go. We got to get her. And she's like, she stops in her tracks. And she's like, obviously no, because that, that's a dead person. Our mom's a dead person. And not a dead person like the zombies, but dead like a zombie who then got killed. Like is no longer either one. Is literally 100% dead, not undead. She hasn't been deaded and then undeaded. She's just full-on dead, no longer exists in this universe. So, obviously, no. The get guards all show up, and they grab Celia, or they grab Ophelia, because they realize he's trying to take her, and she's screaming no. They try to grab Daniel. Daniel slashes this one, look, this one long-haired guy in the face, and he takes it very well. I'll give this guy credit for this. He took that slash to the face very well. He even did the, like, don't, don't kill him or anything. Don't fuck him up too bad. But they start hitting him and kicking him and stuff because they got to get him down because he's a raging old man at this point and he's scary. What else are you going to do with him? You got to do something. You can, I show I, kudos to the, the great um, restraint they showed in not just killing this old man for slashing his fucking face, though. His pretty face. He's, he's a good-looking dude. Pretty face. I could do a lot of things with that pretty face. Oh, sorry, I had to get creepy there. Travis finds a book inside this guy's house, in, in the Mexican dude's house, and... It's in English. I forget what book it is. And he's like, yeah, you don't speak English, do you? Because the guy acts like he doesn't. And he's like, kind of puts it together because he sees a shadow move in the other room. And he's like, uh, staring at the door. And the guy goes, please leave. He has my son hostage in the other room. He said, it will kill him if I don't get you out of here. And then he, Travis Bart is in the other room. And Chris is like, why can't you just let it go? Why can't you just let it go, Father? After all the times we've been the hard times, the hard times. I swear to God, I will leave you. I made all that up, the last part there. But he's like, why? Just let it go, Dad. I'm, I'm gone. I'm no good. Uh, they, they bury Thomas. Victor's kicked out by Celia. She's she's a kind of a cunt toward him. She's a real big cunt, actually. She's a gaping cunt to everybody who doesn't agree with her. And I realize she thinks he killed his son. Her, her son, Thomas, but yeah, zombie, but she doesn't think that way, so whatever. She's justified in her own mind. Like I said, nobody really thinks of the villain ever in life, so this is just what's happened to them. The, they cut back to the, the Mexican dude's house. Chris, Chris throws a kid, runs away. Travis knocks him down, tackles him to the ground. And I was like, holy shit, this is getting intense. Because then Chris gets on his back and tries to, like, has a knife and tries to slash his dad, like, three or four times. And then the, Travis grabs a knife and throws it and gets off his son, like, what the fuck? And Chris is like, don't you just let it go, man? And Travis finally admits, like, I should have I should have helped you more. I, I, he's like, I ignored it, and I, I should have just helped you. And Chris is like, don't bother. I, I'm no good. I'm no good, dad. And there's a real father-son moment. It actually is touching. I'm, I, know, like, I realize it's not going to make fun of it, but it was touching. I, I was very touched. I, I touched a lot of things. I'm going to be really creepy after everything I say in this episode. Celia tries to feed Daniel. 
because they tied him up in a chair, put him in this room. And then while she's talking to him, he doesn't want the food. And he starts to hear his dead wife talking to him. And you're kind of like, oh, no, Daniel is not handling this very well. He's going crazy. He's one of the better characters. Him and Nick are the two best characters by far. And then I would put Victor below that. Once they give Victor something to do and some sort of, you know, literally just something to do, I was not fully on board with the the, the Victor train, the V train. The, it, I, does it sound like I'm addicted to Vicodin if I say the V train? Or does it sound like I want VDs and I want to take a train to get there? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. If you, you figure it out. What I'm saying is I like Victor now. I did not like him before. He just it was kind of boring. He's just the guy who piloted the boat. And was, Do you pilot a boat? I don't know. I don't know my nautical terms. If you didn't, if you, if you didn't listen to the last episode, go back and listen. I don't know nautical terms at all. I don't. I don't fucking like boats. I don't like water. I don't like. I fucking hate the ocean. So, don't give shit. Moving on. Celia, oh, excuse me. Um, Celia basically, yes, yeah, I did have that right. Basically, tells Daniel. You're not haunted by the dead. You're haunted by, or something like that, the living, or I don't know, fucking who cares. She doesn't know who's dead, who's alive. So she's like, basically, you have to ask those people that you killed for forgiveness. And that's the only way you're going to get on, move on with your life or heal. And Daniel's like, he keeps seeing all these dead people. He keeps having these flashbacks. And that's why he's losing his goddamn mind. Nick finds Travis because he loves covering himself in blood and running around in the uh, desert. So he found Travis, and he's like, Madison told me to bring it back. And Travis wisely goes, um, tell Madison that you never found us. He's like, I got to stay with my son. He needs me. He need, he can't come back like this. And he, so basically his options are let, let my son be out here on his own, kill my son, or stay out here with my son and try to help him and try to... But I have to abandon everybody else. So he makes that that choice because it's probably the easier one. It's probably the right decision in his as far as his mental health goes. Because if he kills his son, he'll become Chris. And if he lets him out there, he'll constantly be worrying about it, and it would just ruin, like he will it would affect every decision he makes from there on out. So this is probably the best call. Worst comes to worst, he ends up having to kill him because he's realizing this guy's a fucking psychopath and he takes kids hostage, so he has to end it. But then he, at least he can say he exhausted that third option and got to the second option or whatever first one, whatever it was. Anyway, Daniel um, tells a story to his dead wife. He's having a conversation with a non-existing person, a person who's in his fucking mind. And it's about his first kill, and his dad basically hands him a gun and makes him shoot this soldier who's lying in a, in a body of water. I don't know what lake, river, who knows. Um, makes him shoot him, and then he's like an eight year old, or maybe or something like that. And I was like, Jesus Christ! Like, and he's like, my first victim. And then his wife goes, That wasn't your. That wasn't the first victim. You were the first victim. She basically like, and I completely agree. Like, what was he supposed to? He. Child soldiers, that's like fucking terrifying because they don't ever think about it ever as a, as a bad thing after that. If you get them used to it, it's terrifying that they can just do that. The people can do that to kids. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't want to get too serious there, but it really is terrifying. Anyway, the, um, Celia takes Madison into the pen of zombies and she's, they're just talking about, they had a little conversation about it and then they go in there. And then Madison does this fucking gangster move where she, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're inside the cage with the doors open. And then she just slowly backs up, backs out. 
and locks the door behind her. And Celia's like, oh, what the fuck? Like, almost like she was willingly doing it. It was kind of a weird moment. And then Celia looked all, like, scared. And I'm like, this is the next stage of human evolution, right? So you said this is, like, the next phase. This is where humanity goes, so why the fuck are you so frightened? Because if you're a zombie and you're not dead like you think, what does it matter if you're, you become one? Because you're not dead yet. So what's, what's the problem? I don't, I don't get it. The uh, Slash guy, the, not Slash from uh, Guns N' Roses. He was not in this show. The guy that Daniel slashed his face, he goes to do something with Daniel. I don't remember what it was, feeding him, something like that. Daniel knocks him out or headbutts him, smashes a chair on him. He gets free and then runs off. And Victor, in the meantime, is Victor getting is, he gets kicked out by everybody. He gets in a truck. Um, the whole town goes to see him out. It was like some weird... Like, goodbye. It was like the end of uh, Wizard of Oz. Like, so long. And then Daniel, because his wife is telling him to set them free, lights that room on fire with all the zombies. They turn into the people he killed, I think. I think it was people that he killed. And it was this really cool-looking shot. I really did like this. And the the fire trails below his crotch, so either he's going to die or he just won't have um, genitals anymore. Or at least genitals, you know, just flop around. They're going to be all... All scarred and shit. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. He's just standing as a crotch, like inches below his, or a fire <laughs> inches below his crotch. It's, it's, looks fucking painful as hell. I don't know what the hell he's thinking there. The, uh, at the same time, the fire's exploding, you know, what he's, what he did. And then the, they go, all go outside and they're like, what the fuck happened? And then Victor pulls up in his truck and he grab, gets everybody on board and in the back of the truck in the bed. And then Nick arrives finally out of nowhere, and then he's like, where's Celia? And Madison's like, ah, he just does that look that says, nope, no more Celia. And he's like, I'm just disappointed, and he refuses to go with them, and he wanders off. And so Madison has to get in the truck with everybody else, and they just drive away, and they have this cool shot of Nick like blending in with the zombies, and we all become shadows, and just fades into nothingness. And it's this really cool shot that I... I there's a lot of cool stuff in this episode. I can't believe how short-lived the farm life was compared, especially when you compare it to The Walking Dead, where it was like, I swear to God, that was like 85 fucking episodes around the fucking farm with Herschel and all these, those characters, the Green family that we came to know and love, and now that they're all dead except Maggie. <sighs> anyway, I like this episode. I'm glad they're moving it forward more. I like the stuff they did with Travis and Chris. I finally got his name right. I can't believe I just said I like the stuff they do with Chris, but I like the psychopath thing. I like, I love that stuff. I love where they're going with this. I really appreciate it. I hope they stick with it. I hope they don't meet up too soon. I hope Chris loses Travis and does his own things. Even if we don't see it, I, I still would like that. But if we see it, I like it more. If he has to like, if he, like I said, if he becomes a ruler, not a ruler, like a king, but like, if he becomes a Negan or a governor, one of those guys, I would love that. I would fucking be amazing. I would just love to see the rise of a villain in in the real time, not in a flashback after they introduce his character in season four. Be like, this is what he was doing then. Like, I would like to see it really happening as we're watching our main cast go through their struggles initially. It'd be great stuff. It'd be really good stuff. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to when it comes back is seeing what they do with Travis and Chris, how they're going to survive, basically what they're going to do. I don't, I don't know. I want to know if Daniel's dead. That's going to, that's going to suck. 
Because what happened was, they just lost my two favorite characters, our main cast. And I'm not talking about Travis and Chris. I'm talking about Daniel and Nick. They both decided not to get in the truck and leave their fucking families behind. So if the show continues without those two, what the fuck am I going to find to watch? I, I mean, Victor's still there, but he lost his purpose when Thomas died. So I don't know. Maybe he's taking on a bigger role. Maybe he'll start fucking Madison, although he is a gay man. I don't know. You know, in the apocalypse, you make do with what you have. You know, you got to improvise. You got to improvise to survive. Come on. You ever play Dead Rising? Come on. You got to just strap two things together. And I do mean a gay man and a woman. You'll strap those two together and you will find out what happens, okay? I don't want that to happen. What am I talking about? Jesus Christ. I need to get going. Guys, go to liwstudios.com. Check out everything there. A bunch of videos, a bunch of podcasts, a bunch of, bunch of cool shit in there. Um, uh, Lloyd Wonderland on Facebook. Lloyd Wonderland and uh, LAW Studios on Instagram and Twitter. We're on uh, Lloyd Wonderland on YouTube. Check that out. YouTube slash YouTube.com slash Lloyd Wonderland. Go there, rate and review. And make sure you fucking subscribe, guys, to all the shows that are on there. It's just LAW Studios or Lloyd Wonderland and whatever you're going to look at. iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube's a big one, though. Go watch the videos on YouTube. American Shitty Movie Showdown, Nick Cage Cast. Those are the three videos I really am pushing. The three shows are big shows. This is a sub show, this one. So you're listening to some sub shit, dude. Come on, get your life together. Go listen, go get the real the real LIW train. Come on, go get addicted to some real shit. It's time to graduate into the hardcore shit. Anyway, so guys, um, until next time, and in the meantime, I'll be in AM Phoenix West. So long, citizens. <laughs>